Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we've got a massive trade news and update episode for the 2021 offseason. Before we get into everything that is happening, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can vote this week for our Attacking Third Awards, Best Assist, Best Skill, Best Save, and Best Goal. You can also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe to never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights over at youtube.com slash attacking third. Lisa, it's a massive episode today. The offseason is in full swing. How are you feeling today? I'm ready to dive into it and kind of dissect it a little bit with you because um, this is the first time that you and I have really had a chance to sit down and go through all of the moves that have happened and all of the trades and, and get your thoughts on it. I know we've talked briefly about certain things when we see the news break, but um, I'm, I'm actually really pumped to hear everything that you have to say about all these trades because, man, teams have been busy throughout this trade window yeah. and, and for good reason too ahead of the drafts i mean i i like this get it all out of the way make the draft coverage a little bit easier maybe a little more boring but we'll get into draft coverage later we're sticking with the trades today and everything that has happened how, how are you feeling about all of the movement this off season so far well, I love it. This is, uh, you know, and not to make a holiday pun, but it truly is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm I'm a little I'm I'm battling something. I'm a little bit congested. So thank you, everybody, for getting through it with me. But uh, I, I love this time of year. I mean, there's always a lot of excitement. There's always and there's always honestly within within these windows, there's always room to sort of analyze and maybe critique um, these things as well, because uh, sometimes player movement um, hasn't always been met, uh, met with like a warm reception. And I think this is maybe the first time in a long time where maybe people are um, taking a look at some of those things in terms of like whether or not some of these moves were requested or, or otherwise. So I think that's a fun, interesting component, um, an angle that um, we're seeing a lot more in this offseason than we have in off seasons prior. So I'm, I'm excited to get into all of it with you because it's a chance for both of us to actually react to these things versus just sort of quick and in real time via our Twitters or, or any written work that I, that I do over on CBS uh, sports.com. Um, but for now, I think with all of these moves, a really good place to, to jump off and start is to keep our listeners informed uh, with the draft coverage that's coming up because a lot of these moves that have been taking place, Lisa have sort of come with this component of, of, uh, of the, of an asset in terms of the trade, like the trades have been, the, the drafts have been utilized as assets and this one. So for draft coverage, the 2022 expansion draft on Thursday, December 16th, 7 PM on CBS sports HQ, CBS sports network and paramount plus 
Then you can also catch the 2022 NWSL draft on Saturday, December 18th at 2 p.m. CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network, and Paramount Plus. These are two back-to-back events, only one day between them, a quick breather. Uh, and us here at Attacking Third, we're going to have all of the recaps of each of those events. We're going to have previews for you. All. We've got some good stuff in the pipeline for we got, we got some fun guests coming on to, to preview these drafts for everyone, get some insider knowledge that we can have. The other thing that's been happening too, right, Lisa, is that we've been content planning. Like the content has oh, been yeah. not stopped in terms of the planning. And so we're, we're excited for it. So I know there's maybe that little bit of a, a perspective that's like, all these moves are happening and it's including trade protection and or draft protection and stuff like that. Like what are these events actually going to look like? They're still kicking off. They're still going to be uh, available to view um, on CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network and Paramount Plus. So, so check them out when you get the chance. But I think we got to just like hop right into things, Lisa. Let's just uh, like, we're so excited. Let's just finally get into this. You know, we're recording this on a Tuesday right around noon the trade deadline for the league actually closed last friday uh on december the 2nd but the fact is is a lot of those trades are just now being made public and, and, and released um so the deadline is for actual trade talk and then the trades have to be reported to the league but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be reported to the public so because of that we've been finding out about trades throughout the duration of the week uh the days after the the, uh, the trade deadline had closed so uh big points are that uh the hot commodity is uh, draft protection, right? Uh, roster, or excuse me, uh, roster protection. And that's what a uh, big component that uh, teams have been trading for. So from San Diego, Wave FC, and Angel City FC, these are the two expansion teams that are coming into the fold for 2022. And the hot commodity is roster protection. And it's been looking, another new thing that's been been happening, Lisa, is that it's been coming in different forms. So we saw for the very first time, uh, in last year's expansion draft, a trade take place between Chicago Red Stars and Racing Louisville FC. And that was kind of the first time that roster protection was utilized as an asset in a trade between two teams. So now here we are in 2022, and we're starting to see that fly around a lot, but it's also starting to take different forms. So it's yeah. not just full roster protection. We've got Washington Spirit, who made a trade uh, with Angel City for allocated player protection and Owl rain also make a trade with angel city for uh you know just forward like their unprotected forward list uh protection it's it's got a lot of fun verbiage in it but um in terms of actual how it breaks down san diego's got uh, a number of trades in the works so the uh, washington spirit kansas city chicago red stars uh have protection from san diego uh, protection from Angel City, Chicago Red Stars, Kansas City, Racing Louisville, and uh, O.L. Rain has uh, the forwards who are protected, and Washington Spirit has allocated player protection. So within some of this stuff, Lisa, I want to get your reactions to this. How has it been? I don't know how it's been for me having to sort of keep track of it and keep our tracker going um, and, and update it over at .com. But in terms of you taking a look at this as, as my producer, as a producer here for Attacking Third, has it been just sort of like chaotic, like just kind of... <laughs> nailing things down in terms of all of these different protection rights going on that chaotic is the best word for it because it's you really have to read all of the fine print when these trades are announced it's not just like we are trading player x for uh, a certain amount of money or allocation money um and teams are really 
getting smart, I'm going to say, finding the loopholes in these trades that they can do. And uh, I think that is kind of telling of how this league is going and how this season is going is that there's not really this like big brother watchful eye over everything that's happening. It's all happening. And then being told to the league and being told to the public and as the public, I guess, as media for us, we're just having to accept all of this that's happening. It's not really like, what are the trade rules here? Because honestly, the trade rules are a little ambiguous. And it's important to note, you touched on uh, that it's not just players or, or draft protection, but partial protection. Um, heading into these drafts, teams have to submit a list of protected players and unprotected players. And of their allocated players, meaning that their contracts are paid for by U.S. soccer, they can only protect one of those players on their team. So to to have a team um, that, like Washington Spirit say to an expansion side, you cannot draft any of our allocated players, like that's a pretty smart move by Washington Spirit. To Now they don't have to worry about losing those players in this expansion draft. And and the the expansion teams get a little bit something in return. I think that being two expansion sides coming into this league for next year, it made the 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 chips a little higher there. Uh, and, and what was going on, and and what protection could be saved and taken, and what trades could be made and and not made. Um, it made it a little bit spicier, and I like that honestly. And I'm not at all concerned that the expansion draft is going to be boring by any means because there are still a lot of teams that aren't protected by either of these expansion sides and a lot still of moving parts that will be happening um but i think chicago is really off the table for the expansion draft right now because they're protected from both san diego and angel city as well as kansas city because they are a new team coming into this um so Interesting. Interesting how we move forward from this, but it's been a lot of just digesting, reading, reading your trackers uh, on CBSSports.com because it's been really helpful for me creating our show rundowns today and just trying to absorb everything that's been happening, frankly. And it's not just, you, you know, within these moves, we're, we're going to we're actually going to go through a rundown of what, what we think are biggest losers and biggest and biggest winners of, of these trade windows. But even within all of these trades, within you know, players being moved into different areas for things like roster protection or partial protection. Um, there's also been just sort of the the regular like end of business kind of move. So there have been teams announcing like, hey, we've extended player X, Y, or Z to a contract mm -hmm. through 2023 or 2024. Or there have even been, you know, those those other end of year business kind of things where it's like, hey, we're actually not um, you know, we're not picking up the option on this player or we're not picking up the option mm -hmm. on, on that contract of that other player. So all of these other things have been happening in between them. And also, uh, you know, the, the, the ongoing search for certain head coaching positions, which we're going to get into uh, later on. But in terms of the and loans, play, players going on loans. Overseas. Yeah, there's a few players already have announced going to Australia, right? Lynn Williams, a big one in, in, in that one. Which, um, which we've seen a lot in the past because yeah. Australia's season happens during the NWSL offseason. However, the the 2021 season for the NWSL was, what, 10 months or something ridiculously long with the Olympics thrown in there for players like Lynn Williams, who did travel to Tokyo, and and now to be quickly jumping back on the soccer, soccer ship to head over to Australia and continue to play. Um, I was actually expecting to see more players take breaks during this time because they yeah. did just come off of such a long season, but... Hey, Lynn Williams, 
she wants to get it rise and shine for her heading over to Australia to uh, keep playing. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think it's maybe going to be less right that mm-hmm. we've seen before in the past just because of the really long season that just took place. Um, so I think for now it's like, it's like Lynn Williams from the courage is, is, is over in um, Australia league and it's Elizabeth Eddy and Kayla mm-hmm. Sharples, I think from Gotham and Chicago respectively. But before it, it used to be just like a wave of players everyone heading on over to Australia. But I, I just think with the timing of things, it's just uh, maybe not as convenient before in the past. And I think even for players like Eddie and Sharples, um, their loan is, is through like March, 2022 where mm-hmm. someone like, Lynn Williams is only going to be through like January 2022. So there's some, there's been some. By the time she unpacks, she'll be coming back over. Yeah, there's been some, <laughs> there's been some interesting uh, moves there too as well. But you know, maybe for for us and our listeners here, let's take a look at what we thought were some of the the biggest trades, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll go into winners and losers. So the big ones, the big bullet points, I think of of this last week or so. Things really got kicked off um, between Chicago with uh, Chicago and Angel City. Uh, these are two teams that I think sort of set in motion kind of the chaos. I um, initially gave a bit of broken news saying that Sarah Gordon was was rumored to to head on over to, to Angel City. And then eventually that, that came to light with a massive release from Chicago saying that they had made a number of trades um, with both Angel City, San Diego FC and Oil Rain. But the biggest component out of that was that Chicago did trade Sarah Gordon and Julie Ertz and an international spot to Angel City in exchange for roster protection. That was definitely the the biggest trade to come out of last week for sure. Um, and it was really the first time we saw movement from Chicago um, after uh, falling short in the NWSL championship, um, head coach Rory Dames resigning, and then the reports coming out about Dames. Um, now sh- Chicago in the news for this trade cycle and losing two of their biggest players. I mean, Julie Ertz, she did not play in this 2021 season due to injury, but a, a standout number six defensive midi for Chicago for years. She had been with the club since she was drafted um, with Chicago. And then Sarah Gordon, she became Iron Woman for Chicago and then and really solidified her spot in the center back and in the back line for the Red Stars being traded away. It was the first trade that I saw that was like, what is happening at Chicago? They're just dismantling everything. And that's why it's the top of our biggest trade list right now, Chicago and and Angel City. I mean, Angel City winning, completely winning in this trade right there. Um, Another big trade that we saw happen between Kansas City and North Carolina Courage, which was huge for Kansas City Current. Uh, They acquired Sam Mewis, midfielder from North Carolina Courage. And and in that trade, the current sent Kiki Pickett uh, first round and a first round draft pick in the 2022 NWSL draft over to North Carolina Courage. But for Kansas City, getting Sam Mewis as that midfielder, playmaker, creative mind that the current needs. I know we touched on this in an earlier episode, but that was really just huge for Kansas City. They they now have big players in the front line with Kristen Hamilton, even Haley May slots in there occasionally. They have 80 French in goal, so nothing's getting through that brick wall. And now to really connect all the pieces for Kansas City, uh, Sam Lewis in the midfield. That was another huge trade that we saw unfold over the last week or so. Yeah, absolutely. Big pickup for, for Kansas City. And then another big pickup, I think, uh, for, for San Diego after sort of kind of 
picking up a couple players uh, themselves. They made that first signing with Abby Dahlkemper as part of a three-way trade to kind of kick things off, getting their first player on the roster, and then making uh, extra trades with Spira and Chicago um, to sort of start to flesh things out. But a really big, big piece that they got to really solidify things on the pitch for themselves was when they made a trade with New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, Gotham traded goalkeeper Kalen Sheridan to San Diego Wave FC in exchange for draft protection and allocation money from San Diego Wave. It's a huge move for this team. Kalen Sheridan has been touted really over the last more recent years or so as one of the top, top goalkeeping talents in NWSL coming off of an Olympic gold medal with Canada. And it's a huge, huge get for San Diego for sure. It says so much about what San Diego is trying to build with Abby Dahlkamper and and now Kaylin Sheridan. And we spoke with Casey Stoney, head coach for San Diego Wave FC, and she said that her team wanted to be built around a foundation of defense. And, and she wanted it to be really hard to score on her San Diego Wave team. Abby Dahlkamper, now Kaylin Sheridan. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, chronologically here, after Kaylin Sheridan left Gotham FC, there was moments, hours, day, half a day of fans, me, you, media being like, what is Gotham going to do without Kaylin Sheridan? They have Dee Dee Harishich, who is a phenomenal goalkeeper, but you can't just have one phenomenal goalkeeper. What's going to happen here? Where are the moving pieces? And before long, it was reported that Gotham FC was in a trade with Orlando Pride. Gotham acquired Allie Krieger, defender and goalkeeper Ashlyn Harris from Orlando Pride in exchange for a first-round pick in the 2022 NWSL draft, a 2023 NWSL draft natural third-round pick, and $50,000 in allocation money from Gotham. So a huge trade between Orlando Pride and Gotham FC uh, with two a, a big former U.S. Women's National Team stars, Krieger and Harris, making their way up the East Coast north to New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Um, this was another huge, huge trade that we saw. I think Chicago Red Stars trade was probably one of the biggest that shocked me. And then the second one, I heard some rumors and rumblings about it uh, being reported uh, from you, Sandra, and, and from other people on Twitter. And then once this trade actually went through and we saw Sloan, the little baby between Allie and Ashlyn wearing her Gotham shirt, it, it became official. So now Gotham has a new goalkeeper and Ashlyn Harris and new defender and Allie Krieger. This, this was a big trade that happened. I did love that announcement. It was like a family, like they announced a family, like they, yeah. they made a trade for the whole family, both, both Krieger Harris and, and their, and their daughter, uh, baby Sloan. It was, it was adorable. If people haven't seen the the social media on that, go, go, go check it out. Um, but, but I'm with you. I mean, and, and like you said, the, the reporting around this window right now has, has sort of, you know, been adjacent to all of these uh, trades being made public and, and being made announced. Um, the initial reporting from, from Megalina Hinn at the athletic about that rumor, which eventually came to life. And then we're going to close it out with this one because it's still technically a rumor, nothing official yet, but another bit of uh, source reporting from Lena Hinn uh, via the athletic is that San Diego wave FC are in the early stages of getting together the paperwork question mark with Orlando pride <laughs> uh, reportedly to sign forward Alex Morgan. 
uh, as the next offensive piece for that team. So not a lot of details there because nothing official made. There hasn't been anything, uh, you know, announced in terms of what that would mean for Orlando in terms of what they could possibly be receiving right uh, on that end of things. Um, but if this comes to fruition, uh, Lisa, this would be the third time that Alex Morgan finds herself on an inaugural team yeah. in, in NWSL. And that's like massive. That is like history making type of stuff. So we will absolutely keep our eyes on that one for sure. But we had to close it out with some of the biggest points in, 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 with that one. And Alex Morgan potentially going to San Diego. She's not the same player she was when she went to Orlando. She's evolved a little bit. She's a little bit older. She now has uh, a family that is evergreen, ever growing uh, that she needs to prioritize and, and take care of. And I think this is really interesting and a really fun move. Um, of course, it is just reported, as as you said, Sandra, it's been reported that um, when the league's trade window reopens on December 17th, that's when we could find out more information about this. Um, again, we're recording this episode right now, Tuesday around noon, uh, December 7th. So things could happen. But the 17th, when the trade window reopens, that is after the expansion draft and, and after that happens. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in all these moving pieces. But those were some of the biggest trades that we saw happening in, in this trade window for the NWSL. We're going to get into who we thought were the winners and the losers, though, Lisa. And that's going to be the fun part of this episode. We we wanted to hit everybody with the quick, big bullet points of some of the bigger moves that took place in between all of the moves and all of the signings and all the extensions that occurred during this current trade window. But when we come back after this break, Lisa and I are going to break down who we thought are the winners and losers of this current trade window. And we'll be back right after this. Lisa. Let's get into it. Winners and losers of the trade windows. Let's get to the winners, right? Because that's where you're allowed to be, you know, polite and, and friendly and saying like, it's very easy to talk about winners, right? <laughs> it's a little more complex when you're talking about who is on the losing side of some of these trades. But we get more rotten tomatoes thrown at us when we talk about the losers. But hey, it is what it is. That's that's the, that's the job, right? Someone's got to do it and we're here to do it. Let's talk a little bit about who we thought or maybe the winners in this one. We're going with the two expansion sides to start. We're, we're going to give three for each category here. And in terms of the winners, uh, we're looking at San Diego Wave FC and Angel City FC making big moves during uh, these this window to try to start fleshing out their roster early. Uh, but we're also going to include Kansas City, who is you know one of the two 2021 um, yeah. ex expansion sides, making that big move for, for getting... Sam Mewis. And I think, you know, Lisa, you already touched on this a little bit in, in, in the top portion of, of this episode, but getting somebody like a Sam Mewis in, in the pitch is, is huge for, for that team to go alongside with some of the moves that they made during their second half of their 2021 season, where this franchise was clearly looking ahead a little bit to 2022 and said, hey, 2021 didn't shake out in terms of results that we wanted on the pitch, but that doesn't mean that we're going to stop looking ahead and building towards a very bright future in Kansas City. So along with making those midseason moves for somebody like a Haley Mace, a Kristen Hamilton, and Adriana French, they went out and they got probably one of the top three defenders in the United States right now in uh, Sam Mewis. So we're going with San Diego Wave, Angel City, making all of the moves that they have made, and also Kansas City as the winners in this one. 
I think those are a pretty nice winners. I know you just dove in a little bit on Kansas City, um, and, and we have to touch on the expansion sides because doing all of these trades ahead of the draft is such a smart move for them because then they can already establish uh, – kind of the foundation of their team and what they want. And they can uh, maybe give a little bit in exchange to some of these teams, but that's okay because I think player and personnel uh, that that San Diego and Angel City are acquiring are the biggest things they can get. I I honestly think if I had to pick one winner out of these three winners that we have, it would be San Diego because they made so many moves during this trade window. They they have Kaylin Sheridan in goal. They potentially have Alex Morgan up top as a forward. They have Tegan McGrady, defender from Washington Spirit. They have Katie Johnson and Mackenzie Doniak from Chicago Red Stars, who no, they're not technically superstars, Johnson and Doniak, but they are big time players for Chicago that played in a championship, in an NWSL championship. So they have that experience then coming to an expansion side. Um, and, and a lot of these players are California natives that they have. I mean, Abby Dahlkamper, Tegan McGrady also is. So I think that's really good to see that they're building that foundation on players that want to be there despite it being an an expansion side that doesn't notoriously do that well in in the first time in a league in the first year uh they're home and they're where they want to be and hey it's in san diego it's by the beach it doesn't get much better than that so i I would give my crown for our top three winners the, the real crown to san diego and and how much movement they did in this trade window to prepare themselves for the expansion draft next week I'm with you on that. I think if we're picking up the three, I think you got to look at San Diego and take a look at, at who they're bringing in and, and, and why. They've got a number of players on here who can be starters immediately and others who can be solid role players, which is important in NWSL. And they've got a huge piece for their future in Kelsey Turnbow, who's also a Cali native, you know, coming out of Santa Clara, um, coming off of an NCAA championship coming off of another appearance in, in, you know, in, in in a playoff run in the college cup, Um, huge, huge, huge piece that they picked up from Chicago. I think anybody who's been paying attention to the college game over the last two years specifically is looking at Turnbow and saying that is going to be a player who is going to have a bright future, um, you know, in the league. So getting a chance to sort of be that player from the ground up, right? And kind of grow up with a franchise, I think is is very, very promising. Um, so I think if you're San Diego, you're sitting ahead of your expansion draft, already kind of looking kind of pretty um, with a lot of players, um, you know, already part of your your roster that you're excited to, to build um, along with. And I think a really... I think that's also kind of a, a different like angle that we need to like bring up and like include within this is that, yeah, a lot of those players have like California roots, right. Who are excited to be playing, uh, you know, back in their home state, Katie Johnson and her, you know, departing uh, message to, you know, via the red stars release sort of said that it was always a dream of hers to be able to play professionally mm-hmm. in front of family and friends and players like Johnson players, like, you know, Doniak, you know, players like, you know, Alex Morgan, you know, Tegan McGrady, who are going to these Cali kids who are going to get the chance to to return home in that angle, specifically in that Chicago trade where this was a franchise that was trying to get players back home, that they were trying to take into consideration that players wanted the opportunity to get back to where they're from and sort of trying to find a way a mutual way to make that beneficial for both sides. So players sending over to San Diego 
in return for some roster protection was was uh, was ultimately the deal for for teams like uh, Chicago Red Stars or Washington Spirit. So I, I'm in agreement with you. I think of the three, you got to look at San Diego and say that they're coming out um, uh, pr- pretty pretty much the top dog in this one. And I'm excited to see how they tackle the rest of their expansion draft. But we got to get into some losers now, Lisa. <laughs> we got to get into some losers. And we got three teams that we're taking a look at and saying, what's, what's, what's going on here? But in terms of uh, what happened during this trade window or what didn't happen during this trade window is what we were looking at uh, for, for this section. And we're looking at Chicago Red Stars. We're looking at Orlando Pride. And we're looking at Racing Louisville FC. Obviously, you're starting with Chicago there. Ton of players, right? You're, you're taking into consideration how their offseason began, right? There's all of those angles that are coming in as well. Uh, the the resignation in the middle of the night from their longtime head coach, the reports and, and allegations of uh, abusive environments, uh, and then all of a sudden the trade windows uh, open and a massive release from the Red Stars talking about that they traded you know six to seven players or so over three different cl- uh, clubs with San Diego Angel City and O.L. Rain lost Sarah Gordon, Julie Ertz, Mackenzie Doniak, Katie Johnson, Kelsey Turnbow who uh, was their 2021 NWSL draft pick, sort of pegged as the future of that team, never even uh, got a chance to make her arrival to the Red Stars um, and then traded away, all these pieces traded away to Angel City and San Diego FC for um, actual roster protection in the upcoming uh, expansion drafts. Um, They also lost um, a midfield piece in, in Nikki Stanton, who again was another one of these players, uh, m- wanted to move on to be closer to home, is going to be out with OL Rain in Tacoma, Washington now. Um, so a ton of players lost in the mix to sort of kick off this uh, this trade window. And I think if you're looking at exp- expansion drafts, right, you're looking at that, and I think people's initial reactions were like. What who are you protecting? Like if you're getting <laughs> all these players, like how does that what does that look like? What is that what is that what does that even mean? You know, if you're if you're losing all these players. So it's a it's it's tough. They're at the top of the list for us, right, Lisa? Oh, they have to be. And even when we talked about our winners of this trade window, we talked about San Diego and Angel City. And you have to ask yourself, where did they get all of these players from? And it happens to be Chicago. And in exchange, Chicago really didn't get anything. I I think uh, when you look at the list of players that Chicago lost, um, even just big ones or big names, there's maybe six or seven huge names, six huge names that Chicago lost. And in exchange, they got protection from the expansion draft, So, yeah. which would have been two drafts per one per each expansion side. So they gave away six players, traded away six players in protection of two. Very interesting. I don't know what's happening there at Chicago, but I bet they have a plan. (laughs) I hope they have a plan, Chicago, because I I don't really understand. They have to be the biggest losers of this trade window. And they got draft protection. Okay, so Thursday next week looks a little lighter for them, but then they still have to worry about the next trade window that happens and, and everything else that comes with it. Uh, maybe it's just getting through that expansion draft, and they really just wanted to kind of sit at home that day, drink their tea, relax, and, and not be too involved in the expansion draft. Well, 
Very interesting. Another, another team on our list here, Orlando Pride. Um, they just lost some really big players. And and for a team in Orlando Pride that uh, has a little bit of coaching turnover, a little bit of front office ownership turnover happening at this club, um, it, it almost looks as if it will for sure be a rebuilding year. When we did our, our 2022 power rankings, Orlando was at the bottom of our list. And after all of these trades happened, losing Ashlyn Harris, star goalkeeper for the Pride, now going to Gotham, Ali Krieger, very solid defender going to Gotham, Alex Morgan, potentially rumored to go to San Diego, and Jody Taylor, uh, international striker who came into Orlando, had very fantastic 2021 season, I think, uh, heading over to San Diego. They, they've lost a lot of their big players, so they still have Marta. Let's not forget. We we can't lose track of that. But really, Orlando Pride, they they had this veteran foundation with Krieger, Harris, Morgan, uh, Marta. And now to kind of lose three sides of that square is is rough for Orlando. And they will need to rebuild. Uh, and maybe looking at some of the players they have, it's a, a little bit of a younger squad who didn't have the best 2021 season. Um it's a big learning curve. It's a big learning curve for Orlando Pride right there. So that's another reason why they made it onto this list. And then last one, Racing Louisville, Sandra. Uh, we said it was due to the trades that had happened or that they did, or rather the lack thereof. I'm disappointed that Racing Louisville didn't take advantage of this trade window to acquire some players, establish themselves a little bit in this league as, as powerhouse top dogs, which is this was their chance to do it show their big guns, show what they want, show how they want to build their club. So I, I like to add them to this loser list. I don't, I don't think that's unfair at all. Honestly, I, I think, I think if you're a racing Louisville fan, you're, you're maybe wondering where your team's place is in you're all like of the this. Kid last picked for dodgeball on the playground. You're like, hello, oh where are my trades? Uh, like that's, that's how I would feel if I'm a racing so fan right now. No, but that's a great metaphor to, to use uh, for this one. I mean, because, I mean, even when we're okay, so even when we're looking at these three teams, right? Three teams that we think are losing that were the losers of this trade window for Chicago Red Stars and Orlando Pride, there are still things that you can point out and say, well, maybe this is this started off as a loss, they started off as losers, but they're starting to pick up wins after this trade window has closed. So you've got Chicago Red Stars after the trade window closes. And makes the announcement that they extended, uh, uh, they have contract extensions to uh, United States women's national team players. So Turner Davidson, Mallory Pugh, Casey Kruger, Alyssa Nair are all signed on club-specific contracts for the Chicago Red Stars. So now no longer uh, allocated contracts with U.S. soccer through 2023. And for Alyssa Nair, there's an option for 2024. And for Orlando Pride. They just made the announcement of their head coach. So that vacancy is no longer open. They made the announcement of former UCLA head coach, Amanda Cromwell. She's going to be taking over the reins of Orlando Pride. It was something that was rumored initially via Equalizer, Jeff Kasuf, uh, and then it came to, to, to fruition. And, and within that, talking about how she came up as an initial investor with Angel City, she, has to, she had to disinvest. They made that announcement as well. So she is locked in for Orlando pride. And within that announcement, said she's very excited to get in on the ground and start helping them re 
build and is very excited to get back into the central Florida area because she is someone for who had ties in the Florida collegiate program for a very, very long time as well. Over 20 years experience in the college level game. And now she's, I guess, making her arrival back to, to the big things and then a coaching level. So someone who also played uh, as a former player in the, uh, in the WUSA, the very first uh, women's uh, pro soccer league in the United States. So I'm sure for Orlando pride fans, there's maybe that mix of, wow, you know, and even, even Chicago, there's, there was that sort of, feeling of for these two teams this is definitely an end of an era there's a closing that's mm-hmm. happening here um and what comes next both of these teams are possibly going to have a rebuild so within that comes these i guess maybe those silver linings right out of the out of the big losses out of the big loser moves yeah. right they're taking maybe they're starting to come around with okay now that that happened here's our wins so you've got Orlando Pride with their big head coaching hire and you've got Chicago Reds are saying hey here are those players that everyone was talking about. Who are you even protecting? It's it's these, those are four big players to be building around. And then, but I think, I guess if we're <laughs> hanging a hat, right, Lisa, we're, if we're giving a crown to San Diego, who are we giving the paper back to? Is it going to be racing Louisville? It's just, there's just nothing there. No, no coaching rumors coming it's out. It's been silent. It's just been silent from the purple uh, that we haven't heard anything. And maybe, maybe I'm going to be a little bit of an optimist here. Snake in the grass. They, they've got their eye on something or, and they're about to pounce or who knows, maybe in, in the college draft or the expansion draft, they, they do have protection a little bit in that expansion draft. So maybe that's really what they were going for because when you look at the other trades that did happen, teams were trading for protection in the expansion draft. And Racing Louisville has that, at least from Angel City. So maybe yeah. that's how they wanted to go from there. And they were like, okay, just one team. We can handle San Diego. Yeah, I think we have to kind of give them the paper bag in this sense. Uh, unfortunately, I wanted to see more from Racing Louisville, and we just didn't. I'm disappointed. We'll see what happens. You know, we love coming back on this podcast and talking about how we were wrong and then getting to talk about some new news and everything like that. Um, but we're giving the crown of San Diego and the paper back to, to racing. Let's, let's, let's move forward a little bit, maybe close things out. We touched, I touched a little bit on it with Amanda Cromwell and Orlando pride, but that was really another big angle heading into this off season, right? Alongside the trade window, what can happen in a year that's going to have a double expansion draft. And then, an immediate NWSL draft following that event. It was the fact that there were a ton of head coaching vacancies in the league. And it started out in the off season with about, I think it was five to seven different um, uh, coaching positions that were open, but slowly, but surely we're starting to see those um, filled out. So we saw North Carolina courage name uh, Sean Nahas, the, the head coach over there, Orlando pride announcing Amanda Cromwell, uh, even in, in the uh, 21 season late with Scott Parkinson, who came on for Freya Kume in light of her departure to, to angel city. Um, they made that announcement with, with him uh, going to be at the head coaching position uh, for the remainder of 2021, but through 2022 as well. Uh, Ryan Wilkinson was announced as Portland Thorns FC coach, uh, kind of right really at the start of, of this offseason getting kicked off. But that doesn't mean that there's still not vacancies, right, Lisa? There's still a number of them uh, that got to be filled. 
there really are. I mean, less than, than maybe a few months ago, but uh, Washington Spirit, they had Chris Ward stepping in throughout this 2021 season and he actually won the championship with them, but no word has been made yet at Washington Spirit if he will be there. Uh, we know Chicago Red Stars, their coach resigned in the middle of the night and, and they're looking to rebuild a little bit from the inside out and they're in their coaching position. Maybe that's why they traded all their players away. I don't know. They're <laughs> racing Louisville. They, they had um, an interim head coach who was the youth coach there at Louisville, who has already said, and, and the club has said that he will not be returning Mario Sanchez um, next year. So racing Louisville is still searching for a coach. Kansas city uh, said that Hugh Williams was going to step into the front office. He was the coach for 2021 season. So the current looking for a head coach, um, a lot of those vacancies are still there. I mean, I think Washington spirit looks pretty promising with uh, Chris Ward and what they have. They, they still have a little bit of rebuilding to do within that club. And after everything that happened this year between their owners and, and the fights happening there about the money in the club and, and who owns it, who has rights. Um, but Honestly, I think Kansas City is probably one of the most promising teams that if I'm a young coach, I want to go to. It's it's a new club in this in the league, in the NWSL. They already have a season under their belt. Um, they have a little taste. They have the new rebrand that came in the very last game that Kansas City played in 2021. They have those star players we talked about, A.D. French, Kristen Hamilton. They acquired Sam Mewis. Honestly, for me, Kansas City looks like the best bet if I'm a coach as to where I want to head to. Um, but still, these teams are all searching for head coaches. And with the drafts right around the corner, it's interesting. It's interesting how many vacancies there still are. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the year's not over, so we'll see what happens. Um, but it's just a little, it's a little curious, right, considering that there is such a huge week coming up for all of the league next week with two big events in the expansion draft and the NWSL draft. That's typically uh, events that you want to have your head coach in place alongside your other uh, front office admins who help make those decisions. So your, your head coach, your, your sporting director, your, your, your GM, however your, your, your front office trio sort of looks when you're making these big kind of personnel and roster decisions. So Spirit, Red Stars, Racing, uh, Current, still in the process of kind of nailing that down and seeing who's going to, to be that that head figure to help sort of navigate through the through those things. We'll see if if these announcements even get made prior to those events because, again, it's, it's literally next week. We have no idea. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, isn't that just how the league works? Just like a little last minute. We're just, we're just rolling with the punches as well. We're just here to try to make sense of it all, Lee. So that's, that's what's happening on Attacking Third with this one. And then, you know, above all else, and we're going to have more on this too in the upcoming weeks, uh, there are still CBA uh, negotiations that are ongoing okay. for the Players Association and the league. Uh, Marla Messing is still technically interim CEO and an ongoing search for the NWSL commissioner is still in play. There's also that stuff happening in the front office side of things. And uh, we'll hopefully have more updates for these vacancies uh, that are uh, still in place. Uh, but <clears throat> for now, I think we touched on it all. At least, at least I hope we did. I hope we kept our listeners informed. What do you think? 
I sure hope so. If if we didn't and you still have questions, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave Attacking Third a five-star review with questions. We'll answer them. We'll get to them. It's been a lot of moving parts over the last uh, a few weeks in the offseason for the NWSL. We're trying to stay up to date on everything that we have for you. Um, as more news comes out, more breaking news, check back on Twitter at Attacking Third. Come back to our YouTube page. We, we have it all covered for you, and we'll be keeping you updated. Um, and with all of our draft coverage coming yeah. up, right, Sandra? I love it. I'm excited for it. Listen, if you want to follow along with everything, this is how you do it. Thursday, December 16th is the 2022 expansion draft. You can find that on CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network, and Paramount Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The 2022 NWSL Draft will be taking place on Saturday, December 18th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports AQ, CBS Sports Network, and Paramount Plus. Both, both of these draft events will uh, actually be held virtually. So follow along where you can, when you can. And, of course, we at Attacking Third will be available with previews, with guests on, uh, you know, our various insiders with 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 their perspectives on what's going to happen with the expansion draft and the NWSL draft. And we will also have live recaps and post-draft coverage for you all. We are very, very excited for next week. Indeed, I want to thank you all for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. And don't forget to vote for your Attacking Third Awards. Find the polls on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can tune in to Friday's episode where we will reveal the winners. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, we will answer it during our mailbag segment. And we're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we will be back Friday with the results of the A3 2021 NWSL Awards for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was a second.